Low Elo is made possible by listeners just like you. And by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash lowelo for your free audiobook download. Making yourself appear larger is a good idea in general, unless it's a grizzly, because grizzlies are super territorial. You're listening to the only League of Legends podcast with seven bloodthirsters. You're listening to Low Elo. In week two of the North American LCS, Team Solo Mid wins out to make them 5-1 and one and the overall leader in the region, while Team Dignitas upsets all expectations, rising to 5-2, and two, landing them just below the second place Cloud9. In Europe, the top three slots remain unchanged, with Fnatic undefeated followed by Rocat at 5-1 and, and Gambit Gaming at 4-2. This is episode 99 of Low Elo. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eve Gamer. And with me, as always, is Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Copy386. What's up, Dave? We gon' party like it's 1999. I know, uh, uh, like a first episode recorded in the new year. Yeah, yeah right? it's a new year. It's uh, 99, almost to 100. And uh, 99 is a special year for me because if you remember, it was when Billy Mitchell got a perfect score in pac-man <laughs> no i don't remember that <laughs> but maybe for I six should. hours non-stop to reach the 256 screen wow got a score of three million three hundred thirty three thousand three hundred and sixty yeah I this really meant before. a lot to you <laughs> <laughs> no but 1999 man y2k what happened nothing nothing right nothing happened well We'll, we'll hope for a little bit more in uh, the year 2014. But the, the giggles in the background that you hear is uh, returning third seat, Eric Belsas, a.k.a. Miley Cyrus. Welcome back to the show. I just want to say that um, 1999 was actually only year 34, according to the North Korean calendar. So I think we still got a ways to go to Y2K. <laughs> Sorry. Forgive me, all hail glorious leader. Well, naturally. <laughs> all right. Well, this week we've got Yasuo on the mind. Dave will uh, tell us why he loves AP Alistair so much. And a primer on pink wards. But first, Lemon Dogs will not be playing in the EU LCS. Learn to do some paperwork. Yeah. In their place will be Super Hot Crew. And you're probably at this point asking how this happened. Well, (laughs) (laughs) it is a hell of a story. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened. First, let's let's make sure they're they're, they're sitting down. (laughs) Okay, yeah. You you may want to be sitting down and uh, don't be operating any heavy machinery at this moment. Don't be uh, drinking like a... Hot coffee, like right at the just wait. 
Right. So Lemon Dogs lost their spot in the EU LCS. I know we all thought it was on lock, but they lost it after they failed to file completed paperwork for their team roster by the deadline. Uh, in fact, they had waited until roughly 10 to 20 minutes before the deadline to submit any paperwork for their team roster. And when they did, it turns out that some of the pages were completely blank with signatures at the bottom. So it was quite a mess. Now, uh, there's, there's a little bit of intrigue to this story. Ninjas in pajamas and lemon dog brands were looking for a way to swap teams uh, for a long time here due to sponsorship reasons. And, uh, but Riot actually modified the rules to prevent it after, who was it? Uh, Evil Geniuses brought Evil Geniuses over, yeah, mm-hmm. Alliance. After seal, uh, yeah, once they got their seats over in North America and there was a big thing about buying seats anyways. So that got sealed off to them. And in the end, Riot forced a round robin playoff between Meet Your Makers, SHC, and NIP, Ninjas in Pajamas, to get at Lemon Dog's spot, previously secured for the LCS. Now, <laughs> if that weren't enough, things got just way more interesting. I'm so glad we didn't record this yesterday. So there's a lot of speculation on shenanigans there. Let's face it. Ninjas in Pajamas is a really good team. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. should have steamrolled Meet Your Makers and SHC. That was kind of the expectation. So even through all the suspected shenanigans, uh, you'd still be getting uh, NIP in there. But... What really happened was that when it came time for uh, Ninjas in Pajamas to play their game, which was the first in this tournament, nothing happened. And after a half hour of delays, Riot declared a victory for uh, SHC. Super super Hot Crew, is that right? Super (laughs) Hot Crew. Yeah, Yeah. Super Hot hot Crew. They, They declared a victory by default for Super Hot Crew. It turns out that one of the players on the NIP roster hadn't patched his game client and wasn't able to play. And without any backups, that meant that NIP had come to the tournament, which was done over the internet, of course, but had come mm-hmm. to the tournament without a complete roster. So, you know, I got, I got a few things to say about this whole mess. <laughs> Number one is I knew education was bad here in the States, but <laughs> in Europe, do they let people just write their names on papers and hand them in? I mean, you got to you gotta do your homework, man. I, I you got to fill in the paperwork. Do, do they not have tax forms there? Like, <laughs> do they not know how to do basic paperwork? You yeah, know, there, so, there were some people who were jumping on saying that, oh, Riot's to blame because they changed the paperwork and all these rule changes. But no, it, Riot said, according to Riot, uh, and I've got two things for that. According to Riot, the papers had been available since November. The forms were had been available since yeah, November. They put and it off two, to the last minute. Come and, on. Well, and two, <laughs> all the other teams got it done. <laughs> yeah. Which, doesn't that feel a little scolding, right? Like, yeah. you know. You know, like the teacher scolding the the lemon dogs kid for not filling in all the eggs. Like, well, Jim, all of the other kids filled in the in the spaces. You've had the assignment since November. <laughs> yeah, you're coming to me now, telling me you haven't started yet. No, that's oh, that's exactly how it feels. Yeah, and 
it's just I, I can't picture you know like Alex each not doing his paperwork <laughs> you know or any of the guys from Gambit uh, number two my second thing on this was like the whole one of the biggest things was that ninjas in pajamas and lemon dogs had their same sponsor and this I think is a problem that you know it's not really anyone's fault but it's it's something that Riot will need to eventually address. Uh, the fact that you can sponsor, you can be a sponsor of more than one team in LCS. Uh, that's just creates conflicts of interest. And well, do you think? But do you think that that's really the issue? Having one sponsor sponsor multiple teams, or is it the because they they introduced that rule a couple weeks ago about no one owner should no one uh, organization should own. Uh, more than one team in the LCS. I think that definitely mm-hmm. had to happen, but I think uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, they need to they need to decide is this going to be like a pro team sport like basketball or football or is this going to be racing? Well, but in 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 basketball and football, if Nike wants to go out and sponsor two different teams, I'm pretty sure they can. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the problem but, I guess is that because it's an infant thing you know the yeah. esports in general and especially league esports i mean three or four years is not that long um the idea that that money could decide because you know that's different if nike's sponsoring the dallas cowboys and you know the philadelphia eagles they're not gonna <laughs> say okay well let's have the cowboys win this time yeah you know for nike <clears throat> yeah because the, mo- the money's just being sent to those teams they have nothing to do with the management of the team right exactly and, like and this is all about the management mm-hmm. well I, actually i think the sponsorship money is probably coming into the management and then they're doling it out which cre- sure. oh my gosh, that's a whole other <laughs> set of issues um i think that there's a need for transparency that doesn't exist right now as far as the owners um of the teams mm-hmm. and because we don't know who they are true yeah like that's true we and and there's no there it's not required information to put out there we know who owns you know the 49ers we know mm, who right. owns the Miami Heat but we don't know who owns lemon dogs <laughs> You know, and we don't know who owns Ninjas in Pajamas. We don't know who owns Alliance and, uh, and, um, Evil Geniuses. Evil Geniuses. Thank you. (laughs) It could be a, you know, a collective of like high end fashion designers. (laughs) Yeah. You ever ever play (laughs) XCOM? You play the latest XCOM game? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I, I just sort of imagine that it's like the council. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's a you know man sitting at a at a table in a suit but with his his face we were black very and... impressed commander <laughs> we were very impressed with your performance in season three <laughs> ninjas in pajamas lemon dogs you have disappointed the council <laughs> yeah that's what happened dude yeah and then brazil Fact. brazil riots and leaves and yeah, Brazil's like, you're not going to give us a satellite? We're out. <laughs> just like just like that. Yeah. Real life is XCOM, actually. But you, I think you did hit co- you did hit closer to the mark. Um, it's about money. Mm-hmm. That's like the problem that we're seeing right now is that, one, it's about money. And maybe it's that there's not enough of it. 
But we have a lot of organizations that are, and this isn't a, necessarily a criticism. This is just an observation people should be aware of, um, that are motivated by greed, by money to, you know, maximize the profit that they can extract from the game. And so that, you know, this is one of the ways they do it is by stacking teams and getting them into the LCS where sponsors will pay top dollar to represent or to be represented. Well, and that's why I made the, the, uh, allusion to racing because you know you can have one owner who who races like there's a team mm-hmm. you know in, in like nascar or you know even like the tour de france and that crap you know there's like <laughs> yeah. team america and there's like four, four riders or whatever so i mean is that something that we want and i think i think riot's gonna have to to come in and say whether or not they're gonna have to do it through regulation uh whether or not they want it to well, be well I, I mean but that's sort of a different situation because those four riders are competing together still. I mean, they're on a team. They are Mm -hmm. teammates. Whereas in the case of like, you know, uh, two league of legends teams, they're still competing. I mean, you wouldn't have lemon dogs and ninjas in pajamas somehow. I don't know. Cooperating. Well, at least, You'd hope not, right? Well, <laughs> that's the, the idea. The hope, the hope would be not. I, yeah, yeah. Um, and and like so that nobody thinks that something weird's going on. Uh, there's nothing to suggest that those teams were cooperating on an in-game basis to, you know, stack results of any sort of tournament. Oh, yeah, certainly I mean, not. Certainly not. They weren't even playing against each other for any of the stuff that matters here. This was all about, and it should, and even further, I should say, this isn't a reflection on the players. Because no. um, they, uh, the players aren't the ones who are making these deals and everything. In a lot of ways, the players of these teams are victims. Um, well, except for the, whoever it was that didn't update their client. The, that that guy's not so much. I mean, he's a victim. <laughs> whoever of his didn't own. do their homework. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm guessing he's going to have some uh, some angry phone calls. But yeah. you've got these these big companies who have sponsored other things before, you know. Uh, just because we're talking about this Steel Series, Steel Series has been sponsoring stuff in in esports and beyond for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then you've got what I said earlier: this infant organization of the teams, their managers, and right now is the best time for these big companies to get the most bang for their buck. And it's not that it's wrong; it's not that you know they are going to take as much advantage as they are allowed to take with these teams with mm-hmm. these young guys and like you said they're they're victims they they're poor they're play they're in like an emerging new field mm-hmm. they don't have any mm-hmm. support from the, it's not like people are competing yet i don't think over supporting these yeah and some they're are. and they're but, depending <laughs> on uh they're depending on the managers of their teams or the owners of the brand that they're you know flying under whether that that's a lemon dog brand or a alliance brand or a gambit brand whatever um, they're depending on the owners and managers of those teams to make decisions that are best for the team when it start, it's starting to look and very consistently that they're making, uh, decisions that are actually pretty selfish and maybe not for the best of the brand or for, for the team, but for the, the brand or for the, uh, the individual involved. Yeah. And I know we're fanboys a lot, but. <laughs> There's an example out there, and that example is TSM. 
<laughs> I mean, in on the field and off the field, it's like you know Reggie. He, he it was about building the brand of the site. He's it's like the whole package. You know, yeah. He's the owner. He was the team captain. Now he's the coach. Yeah. So there was never a conflict TSM, of interest. There's never a conflict of interest. Their spot. Their their sponsors are the most stable. Um, their team, their roster is the most stable and mm-hmm. they're mo- the most consistently good in the NA at least. Yeah. Now TSM has done one thing that I don't like, and that's w- uh, they allowed one of their sponsors to purchase in to a point and then rename them, you know, cause technically it's TSM Snapdragon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is just, I, I wish, and I know why they don't do it, but I wish that we were at a point that Riot could put in a rule that you don't get to rename your team. Yeah. You just don't get to do it. Like if you entered this tournament and qualified as Fnatic, your name is Fnatic. It's not that, you know, all of a not, sudden two months into it, if you're going to change Fnatic to... raid call Pringles, Nike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Ferrari. I, I think changing the names mid season is a little odd. Um, I think changing the the names in between your qualification and the season beginning is odd. Yeah, yeah, no, I would agree with that. I don't. I I think you should at least stick to one thing. Well, so, a lot of teams don't. That's when they get sponsors. You know, they don't know sure. if they're qualified. So sure, and the <laughs> the sponsors don't want to qualify someone who doesn't make LCS. So yeah, yeah, I, and but but at the same time, I don't. It just feels like from an advertising standpoint. Mm-hmm. What do you really gain in the long term by taking this team that has qualified and has clearly has a successful brand because people are going to identify with it by then taking that away and replacing it with your brand? Well, they're not taking it away, though. They're just taking Team Solo Mid and taking it teams, making it Team Solo Mid Snapdragon. Yes. And, and, and it's and, the and less that, egregious. Now let's turn that around though. Let's look at a team like KMT. Okay. Yeah. In Europe. That's fair. That's who fair. You will not see play LCS, even though they qualify because now their team Rocat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny. If you go to the LCS website and actually like go to Rocat, check out the team. Yeah. It still says KMT. Yeah. They're, they're all, <laughs> it's still labeled KMT everywhere. They just haven't made and the, the switch. Maybe over. I wouldn't be as, and I agree with you, Jeff. I think the team names should be their team name. Yeah. Unless, well, unless before the season, Rocat got some players, you know, together and they're like, okay, you're going to be the Rocat team. Oh, now yeah. Now go qualify for LCS. That oh, would yeah. be different. Sure. Sure. Yeah. If you're, if your name is <laughs> Team Pepsi Challenge, before you qualify and you qualify with the name team pepsi challenge um assuming that you had you know legal rights to use that name i think it should be you know good game you are now team pepsi challenge oh yeah team team avoid the noid yeah (laughs) well and i gotta say that's like regardless of of how they play or or what people i like i can't help but like the copenhagen wolves because mm-hmm. it sounds like an actual team name. Yeah. It's not yeah. it's not some lead esport thing. It's not a company. They're the Copenhagen Wolves. That's that's relatable. It, well, it's this like, is a great uh, example of of this is actually Curse. Curse is clearly a team run by Curse Network. Well, and yeah, always I mean, has been. Their logo is Curse. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. They, there's yeah. no there's no hiding it. Yeah. 
Exactly. They are a corporate team. You know, mm-hmm. their primary mm-hmm. sponsor is the company that they work for. <laughs> yeah. There's the, and, and they name themselves after it. And that's cool. Like, but if suddenly in the middle of, if the, in the middle of this season, uh, you know, curse suddenly becomes team Pepsi challenge, that's, that's just wrong. And well, it's bad for the, the brand. And, and, and it's right. confusing. And it's, it's it's like there's like a, a a guy with a cowboy hat on, and that the qualif- qualifiers are like a, a stock show. Yeah, and they, and there's all these cowboys up there, and they're looking at the stock, and they're like, you know, they're all the would be sponsors for League of Legends teams. They're like, hey, that team looks really good right there. Gonna pick that one up. You know, it's like they should either sponsor a team, and if that team makes it, fine. It's like there there needs to be rules about sponsoring. That's all. I think that's all we're really saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's name rules around names. God, there's, there, there yeah. does need some structure here. And I think what you, you uh, said there, Eric, is probably the biggest impact that it has on us. It's confusing. It is. I mean, uh, we were talking before the, the match, we were talking about Rocat and we we're like, Rocat. who is this? Well, yeah. we know. Okay. Let's see. Let's think about the names. Vander. Okay. Oh. This is just KMT, right? It's still it's still all the KMT players. They just yeah. got they just got bought out, and so it's it's just bad branding. It really is. Yeah, because then you you don't know who you're rooting for, and mm-hmm. suddenly the reason that you wanted to be a sponsor of a team kind of goes out the window because suddenly nobody knows who they are anymore. Yeah, and there's <laughs> that you know an adjustment period, and sure, I'm sure you know eventually yeah. it gets back to normal, but it's it's weird. It's weird. It is. So thank you. I, I, we just wrote, somehow transitioned to like a love letter for Fanatic, for Copenhagen Wolves, for Millennium, <laughs> SK Gaming, you know, Curse. Hey, hey CLG. Yeah, yeah. They've always CLG. been CLG. Yeah. Except, uh, except when they're CLG EU and now they're. <laughs> well, we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> It's a dark yeah. time. <laughs> or at least we talked about it two weeks ago. So. <laughs> okay, moving on. <clears throat> oh, and uh, I, I, you know what? I don't want to make this entirely a, a dark subject for esports. I do want to congratulate Super Hot Crew on beating oh, the yeah, makers. Uh, they beat them two games uh, to lock the final slot for the EU C- LCS, mm-hmm. and they will play their first game against Rocat, formerly... <laughs> Formerly KMT. KMT. Yeah. Uh, they'll play their first game on uh, January 15th, Wednesday. Uh, no, Tuesday. Tuesday? When okay. Are, yep. Tuesday. When are they going to rename <laughs> oh, the January, EU? Oh, yeah, quali- yeah, Tuesday, January 15th. When are they going to rename the EU qualifiers? Whoever beats Beat Your Makers <laughs> gets in LCS. <laughs> oh, that's you know, like the like, rule, isn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Beat Your Makers yeah. is like the gatekeeper to LCS. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, we like you too, Meet Your Makers. Dude, yeah. I, I wish they would get. I love Meet Your Makers. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the, the Polish stream team right there, man. Yeah, I <laughs> I did see a screenshot that showed uh, members of Meet Your Makers playing, and one of them, their icon was actually the ninjas in pajamas icon. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so a little bit of a shout out there, or maybe rubbing their face in it. Who knows? Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> moving on. I think it's about time that we talk about Yasuo. He's been a subject on our minds for quite some time. We've had, <laughs> we've had some time to adjust to him in game. 
and um, in every game yeah <laughs> in in every game and uh you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of like gracefully step out of the way here after saying this i i don't like him i think he's a bad champion because he can't jungle so there <laughs> all right well jungling is very important <laughs> and it's very important <laughs> that everybody be able to jungle it's very important to looking at you poppy <laughs> but uh I don't think that can be the uh, summary, you know, decision we make on Yasuo. First of all, I want to I want to preface what I have to say with I freaking love him. His design, his like art, his voice, like the crap he says. I call him the Asian Garen because <laughs> like one reason I've always loved Garen and if longtime listeners will know is because all the crap he yells. He's like manly as crap. Right. All over yeah. your face. He, he is very manly. Yasuo does the same thing. I mean, he might be wearing slippers, but that doesn't matter. Does it upset you <laughs> that uh, Yasuo came out of the gate with like a cowboy outfit and Garen still doesn't have one? It does a little bit, I gotta <laughs> be honest. Yeah. But, okay, so I love Yasuo, but here's why I hate Yasuo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's OP, one. Oh, yes. Two. He can go anywhere. He's like, he's the champion who is the penultimate solo queue player. He's like a Riven. He's like, uh, I don't know, give me some more examples. Like a Lisa. Nasus. Mm-hmm. Nasus. Like, because even when you see him bottom lane with paired up with an 80 carry or, you know, it's season four, it might be a Malphite. Um, <laughs> it, an 80 like, carry Malphite. He doesn't bring any teamwork into it other than, yo, dude, can you knock him up? Or I'm going to take advantage of this knockup. Like, in a team fight, you don't, like, see what Yasuo does and then, like, that affects your decision when he's on your team. Mm-hmm. At least that's my impression. He's like, you just do whatever. You're either going to be an asset to the team or a detriment to the team based on your own personal performance. You know, welcome to solo queue. So you you see him as like a League of Legends sriracha sauce in which like you you don't order food to put sriracha sauce on it. But when you have food, you might as well put sriracha sauce on it if it's there because it's it's good on everything. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's an interesting analogy, Uh, but but I can't help but agree with you, uh, Dave, like. Yasuo, I never feel like, and maybe it's just because he's such a like assholeish character. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. like, he's I, a jerk. Because he's just kind of a, yeah, he's just not a nice guy. And maybe like that mentally influences me. Like he's just not doing. He's in. Like he doesn't do anything for the team. That's how I always feel. Even though I mean he has that windshield, and you know that can protect your team. That Which can is stupid. Well, it's <laughs> really powerful. Um, Ezreal ults just bouncing oh, yeah. off. Bounce yeah. right yeah. off. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My Sona ults are the same way. It's like, oh, I'll stun him. Nope. Does no. anyone here feel like they should have anticipated and maybe built in something like it blocks all range stuff up to a certain damage and then the breakthrough? Yeah, if it was an actual shield mechanic, like it had life. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that'd be... It's really powerful. 
It's really <laughs> annoying. So it's so annoying. I hate it so much. It's and, like and it's so good if they use it with the team. Like oh, if yeah. they do actually yeah. work with the team, it's so powerful. Oh yeah. And one reason uh, here's another reason that you know, solo queue champion is Yasuo. I mean, he's very complex. I mean, you remember when Zed came out and we talked about how complex Zed was yeah. and how his tooltips were just like reading like the encyclopedia or something. <laughs> well, Yasuo's not that different. You know, his passive is, is all this and all this is only on knockup and oh, on the third time it does this. And well, it's like I've seen some Yasuo's do some really clutch wind walls, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, like where they didn't see it coming and it's like an ash arrow and like it would have killed him. And he's like just twitch reaction. And that's the problem is because he invites that very high level of twitch reaction, very high skilled skill cap play. But when you have when you have that, he's just ridiculously OP. Like you can't. He's oh yeah. He's he's Riven level annoying to try to kill because he's so <laughs> mobile. He's got the freaking Mordekaiser shield every five seconds or whatever, and you know he can just bounce around all over the place, knock you up, and usually get away. Yeah, not that it's not that it's really a bad thing for the for the game, but that's all he is to me is just a chance for he's like the new Lee Sin. He's the look what I can do. He's another look what I can do champion. And then the people who play him and do well pretend like they're good. (laughs) (laughs) And they are. I mean, if you'd want to talk about like Twitch reaction stuff, but I mean, there's more to the game than that. At least that's what I think. (laughs) Uh, he he is like his skill cap is insanely high and we've known this since he appeared in the game um and it does create a problem especially in like solo queue because he can just dominate and once he starts going it's really hard to stop yasuo um i i found it a lot uh just playing solo queue it, with some teamwork it's you know you can get around it you 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 make sure that you have guys who can charge through his shield or something but it can be problematic yeah if yeah and i really like his design like the whole idea of flow and that it sort of builds up like a yasuo combo is like is like a 30 second long thing you know if you want it if i think it'd be great to watch like it's like a m- one minute penalty box no, no, no. It, no, I mean, for like him, he's got to use his Q three times, mm, right? Mm-hmm. To to get the, the, or on the third time, he gets the knockup. Mm-hmm. Then he can ult in. He can wind wall, you know, any. So it's like all Yasuo needs to kill someone is a lot of space and stuff to dash to. <clears throat> and, you know, in, in times when that works, it's really good. He can be shut down by hard CC most times usually it's, yeah it's still really difficult it's not like a yi if a yi gets hard cc'd he's done you yeah. know <laughs> like all right peace <laughs> yeah but i mean yasuo you've got to lock him down and it's harder to hit him with cc because he can dash all over mm-hmm. anyway so yeah he's he's a noob stomper and uh i i guess he's good he's fun <laughs> and he's op he's op I, I, He's fun once he's you get him going. going. <laughs> I, just, yes. I love that you know, 100% chance to crit, man. That's balanced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he does everything about him screams to me that within a year, we're going to see a rework. 
Like I, I, I hate to say it, but I really do feel like within a year we're going to see a rework of Yasuo. He's going to be one of those champions that they just kind of come back to and say, you know what? There's some really problematic mechanics here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember who else they've done quick reworks like that, but it's not unheard of. Yorick, they did that. Oh, yeah, Yorick. <laughs> completely different champion from when he first, well, not completely, conceptually the same, but mechanically different from when he first came out. Yeah. So it's, I just, I see the entire thing problematic. And it's every, it comes together to create the package that you guys are talking about. I don't think it's really what they had intended. You know, I don't think they intended him for to him to be like a really high skill cap noob crusher. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's exactly what they intended. Usually like look at his abilities, man. Oh, mm. they're so dumb. And it's <laughs> like every playing League of Legends now is like a journey of discovery because it's like, wow, I didn't know Yasuo's wind wall could block that. <laughs> but but apparently it can so yeah. you know hey. and, and that's one of the key abilities that's an issue that that wind wall just it blocks everything it lets it allows his team to advance on other teams because they can't be poked it allows his team mm-hmm. to retreat from other teams because they can't be poked mm-hmm. and i mean you, it, it's got a pretty high cooldown so I mean it's but it's it's yeah, devastating it's, when it's used it's got at the a pretty right high, time. Yeah, it's got a pretty high cooldown, but it is it's infinitely effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it is it is a solid wall that nothing gets to go through. At least an Anivia wall, you know, projectiles go through that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Ever since Yasuo came out, I don't think I've seen a single Fiora. I feel like she's been replaced. I don't know about you guys. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I would say that. Yeah, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of Fiora. But then again, I haven't seen a lot of Fiora before that either because she's just, she doesn't really have quite the package to compete against today's most popular champions. Yeah, I suppose that's true. So, um, and, and she was always a very selfish pick. I think mm-hmm. the, the, one of the problems Dave's highlighted uh, with Yasuo is that he's a selfish pick that he can go and just do whatever he wants and it still finds a way to benefit the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no like you, you don't even have to try for selfish picks. <laughs> exactly. Like <a> Fiora. <laughs> or to a yi to a lesser extent, you know? So it's, it's but so it sounds much... like anyway. It, it sounds like we're all in agreement. Yasuo Opin is huge. Mm. Yeah. Very huge. <laughs> all right. Well, Let's let's go ahead and move on to something that maybe will help you, except that Yasuo never really seems like he's all that mobile, especially early in the game. Um, there were some changes in Season 4 that a lot of people are still struggling to uh, get the grasp of, and one of the biggest ones is warding and vision. And uh, so warding has taken on this uh, kind of zone defense offense style where you use wards to protect certain areas of activity while you play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if you're moving through, a, you know, the jungle, you would ward the jungle to protect that. Um, but pink wards, a lot of people still haven't figured out how to use them, mostly because you can only have one. They're no longer invisible. Oh, yeah. I think I hear it's people time we talk them, about that. Yeah. I, all too often I hear people calling pink wards useless these days. 
simply oh because God. simply because they're not invisible. That's that's why people are saying, "Oh no, they're useless now," which couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and just a little story. I was I grouped up with four guys, random from the Low Elo channel. You know, I'd never played with before. That's difficult to do sometimes, you know. I've played with a lot of people from the low elo channels. So four brand new dudes. I'm like, hey guys, pink wards, you know. And and they thought I, I, there's still a lot of confusion. Like they were thinking that the pink ward counted as one of their one of three wards. And mm. no. Here's how pink wards work, guys. Everyone gets one. Everyone gets one. You can buy a pink ward, it's a hundred bucks or gold. Yep. <laughs> it's a hundred gold. <laughs> you put it down, and it stays there forever, unless enemy team sees it and kills it, or you or, put down a new one, or you put down another one. Now, at first, you know when season four changes were announced, all the vision changes. I was like, oh no, oh, pink words. I miss them. And, well, no, the new pink words are baller. Yeah, you buy less of them and use more of them. There is no excuse. If that makes sense. I swear to you, if you <laughs> if you have a ranked team, if you're like or just playing in general, if you have a group of friends, make it a point to plan to buy pink wards and have five pink wards on the map at all times. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you are doing that, your win rate will go up roughly ten million percent. <laughs> around there. I mean, I have studies to show this data, hard data, but you put the pink wards in defensive positions. You watch areas. You put them in on your blue buff, on your red buff. You know the ramps to the jungle. There's if I'm top on blue side, I put it in in the uh, little bush behind me for those jerk Cassidans who come over and kill me under tower. <laughs> you know you put that in, and if you do that in early enough in the game, we're talking five minutes into the game, you can go back, buy your boots, buy a pink ward, put it down. You have that pink ward forever. Yeah, true, true forever. story. Uh, I, whenever I play a jungler who uh, has a solid opening jungle, meaning that they don't need the extra pots in order to survive, I buy a pink ward with my opening with my opening cold, and that pink ward has at this point, I'm confident I, to, in saying that that pink ward has an average life of 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, even you can even be more aggressive than. Because you're talking about warding your own jungle. When I, I mostly play support, like I talked about last time. And one of my, if not opening, probably like five to six minutes moves is dropping a pink ward in the river bush. And I would say on average, and maybe people will catch on, I don't know. But on average, that thing will last 15 to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's just because no one walks in that bush. Yeah. They're all too busy running, or or if they are, uh, and this is what I find, if they are going to walk through that bush, they're too busy looking where they're walking. They're heading to bottom lane to help gank or something, and they're not even paying attention. Yeah. The other trade trade off is that if a jungler comes at you and you know goes into that bush and you've got it pink warded, you saw them coming. You have a chance to get in position to not only prevent yourself from being ganked, but mm-hmm. possibly to punish him for trying to take out the pink ward if he does. And, and and the other yeah, the other thing I've found is that if they try to take out the pink ward, it's a great it's, fight starter. It's a great <laughs> fight starter or it gives you time it let's say you're just not in a good position, it's giving you an extra what? 
eight seconds to get out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just, I can't sing it. I love when people, and when people come down to gank, they'll just kill it. Mm-hmm. And they'll, yeah. it takes them like 10 seconds to kill the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By then, I mean, you're, you're safe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Then you just walk away. And on your next back, you pick up another pink ward like you yeah, it's would have before. Gold. Yeah. You've got a hundred gold to spare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, you, if you plan out your items builds like we've talked before, you know, uh, say I want to get a catalyst when I go back. Well, just add a hundred gold and get your catalyst and buy a pink ward. It's not that difficult. Yeah. Chances are it's going to pay for itself. Um, and it's, this is one of the, been one of those crafty things that Riot did that actually led to warding being less expensive than it used to be because they just they just sit there forever yeah yeah forever yeah. I, it, it's not a three or what is, what were they five five minute ward oh no they were uh two minute oh okay yeah i'm, I'm terrible is that right numbers. It a, i don't remember what they oh, were. either way they're paying off dividends <laughs> yeah yeah no I, and i have two suggestions for riot for pink wards. I love them. I don't want them to, ch- I, I want them, uh, some quality of life things. One, I don't know if, if you're on a good team and you're all putting pink wards down, you lose track of whose pink ward is where. So you, the only way you can know if you've reached your pink ward limit is to buy another one. And it will, when you mouse over, it'll say zero of one or one of one. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's the only way you can know. Um, I mean, it's, it's, that's same with the trinkets, but I mean, it's less expensive, but anyway. Mm-hmm. So if there's a way to know, look up. I don't know on your stat screen or something to know which pink ward is yours, or even have it like yellow health bar. That would be I I feel easy to do. And second, it should have a timer on the pink ward that goes up. Agreed. <laughs> totally agreed. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. And and not only that, but I want it. I want it to have a timer. And then I want you, whenever you mouse over your pink ward, like in your inventory, I want it to tell you how long your last pink ward was up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of as like a, a leaderboard, a personal leaderboard. Cause, totally, uh, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, I, I start with a pink ward and it stays in place forever. And people will run through the bush. Maybe they'll even hit, you know, hit it a couple of times. But... They are usually more concerned with the fact that they just got spotted and that yeah. they're in enemy territory. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to be here. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. And, and I recognize the usefulness of stealth wards because, I mean, they're essential. I mean, that's how you're going to set up ganks and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can, sca- you can scare people away using pink wards. It's so effective. It's, it, I, I have prevented so many bottom wank, bottom, um, gank attempts by using pink wards it's i don't know it's silly it, yeah. it, it's great i mean i i when i play support i always build a sight stone anyway so then i use i either go uh, lens on my trinket but if i'm if i'm gonna stick with a ward trinket i always just take pink ward trinket because yeah gr- that's something i've been you know, yeah it's it's in great the past i'd trade it for the lens but now it's not even worth it. I'll upgrade to the pink. You have the sight stone and the pink ward. Yeah, and and you can you know the lens was useful because in combat if you have like a Katarina or whatever tossed at you, you could see. Well, the mm-hmm. pink ward's just as effective, and it stays. It's not like in the middle of a team fight, the enemy team's gonna attack your ward. Yeah, and if they do, then for those it's in, fantastic. 
Yeah, you if they do, you've just those, won that uh, fight. <laughs> those invisible Katarinas. <laughs> oh, sorry. You're coming out of the woodwork over here, man. Yeah, uh, yeah you know. Anybody uh, got a lens? Oh, you, 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 didn't, you didn't hear about the new Katarina rework <laughs> where she turns invisible? Oh, they're just going to make, they're just going to like clone, I don't know, put together Katarina, Kali, and just give yeah. them all. Like Katarina, like the new ult will be a Kali form. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah, pink words. Uh, I, oh, I think the last thing is that you were uh, you had mentioned this when we were planning the show, and that was uh, that pink words can represent and often do represent uh, what we call negative information. Oh yeah, yeah, and a lot of people have this idea that if you have a pink word in a bush and it never spots anyone, that it was that, a worthless that's, word. That's somehow wasted. No way, man. If you, if you have a pink word in a bush a sp- anywhere, I mean, there are some exceptions, but most <laughs> there are some on places the map, that are better than others. <laughs> yeah. Most places on the map, that's going to provide you valuable negative information. You can walk into that bush and know <clears throat> that there's no one in there. You know, mm-hmm. you can push that lane and know at least they're not coming for you through that route. There might be <clears throat> another one. But as, and if you have your entire team working together, Getting a line of pink words, I, I suggest defensively because it increases their survival rate. Mm-hmm. A line of pink <clears throat> words across the map, providing you that negative information. Your jungler can move about more freely. You can switch lanes. You can do all kinds of stuff. Go for dragons. It's just try playing with five pink words on the map and and see how it works. Mm-hmm. See how much better your game is. So let's uh, let's round up this topic. I think Eric, you may have mentioned yours, but let's just be sure that we're on on point here. What's uh, everybody's favorite spot for an opening round pink ward? Let's start uh, with you. We're gonna assume blue side. Um, yeah, we'll assume. Let's blue assume side. blue side. Yeah, we'll okay. assume blue side. The <laughs> superior side, <laughs> right? Uh, as a support, normally, or as AD carry, uh, or as mid. Pink ward goes in the little bush above red, so it it can see the ramp coming up. Yeah, so the the bush by red that faces the uh, river ramp. Yeah, and that's that's the reason that's such an important place is for the jungler and for bottom lane. I mean, a ward there lets the mm-hmm. bot, especially mm-hmm. early in the game. Mm-hmm. If you have a ward there and in bot lane, you know they're not coming through your jungle. Yeah, you also have locked out probably the most uh, popular access to the jungle for the enemy team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that one I've put wards there that have lasted like you were talking saying earlier twenty twenty five minutes, mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. will walk by them, <laughs> like like Eric like Eric said, you know they'll walk by because they're not looking where they're going; they're looking at bot lane where they're trying to gank. So right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right. Uh, my favorite spot for a blue ward <clears throat> well blue ward for a purple ward is uh and it's actually the same pink, pink you're getting closer <laughs> pink ward yeah. thank you similar colors <laughs> i'm i'm working on it i'm i was easing my way there my favorite <laughs> spot for a uh, chartreuse ward is uh when it, and it's actually the same on both sides is as a jungler who tends to start as a mana jungler i like to put my pink ward in the uh, river bush uh that if you're on the if you're on the blue side it's the one next to the golem 
Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Like on the other side of the wall of trees, uh, in between Golem and mid lane. I like that, that spot because it seals off access to your jungle from another popular access point. It also seals off a popular exit point if you're chasing somebody and it grants, uh, partial vision to the area approaching mid from the river. So you can see transit from if somebody from top lane is uh, doing or is on their way to mid lane for a gank and if you see a careless jungler uh making transit to the uh, bushes next to mid lane then you can catch them there too so i find that to be a po- pretty popular one and no one walks hmm. through it sure yeah so uh eric what about you eric um well yeah i talked about before and and i certainly placed a little more aggressively than you do and and i i i'm fairly confident that my strategy will change in time because people are still getting used to this like i say i've i've been told that pink wards are useless (laughs) so many times and i'm like I'm trying to spread the gospel here. This, you yeah. know, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, but I love pink warding the bush. Uh, so if we're on like between right. Dra- yeah. Blue side, like between dragon and mid lane, that yeah. little tiny, little tiny speck of bush. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not like people don't walk through it. Uh, they'll walk around it more often than not. I find, but even if they walk through it, it's usually because they're on their way to gank. Which means their camera is not on their character. Um, that's my experience at least. And, and because of that, it just lasts forever. Mm. Uh, I, like I say, 15, 20 minutes is not unusual. So. Yeah, yeah no, pink words, let, let it, let it be understood, people. Pink words got a massive buff in season four. And it took us even a little while to really get it, to understand yeah. that. But they're really good. And all of the reasons that you would use them in combat in the past, they're still just as good, if not better. Oh, yeah. They're not going <clears> to <throat> disappear. I mean, no one's going to take the time to attack a pink ward. Yeah. If yeah. they do, you've won the fight. Yeah. If, yeah, yeah. If, if, Kat, if Katarina throws down her Twilight <laughs> Shroud, you know, and no one can see her, <laughs> right, pop right. that pink yeah. ward. Yeah. And like everyone can target the Katarina. You know, when he uses, uh, when Katarina <laughs> uses her poison crossbow, uh, after stealthing, she gets extra damage. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. if there's Katarina deceives over the ledge, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then ults, and there's two of her. <laughs> Every stealth champion is Katarina. Incoming uh, mail about that. Yeah. I, I foresee. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. Or if she's just standing <laughs> you, you still can, for long can, enough. And you can yell at me directly. Uh, <laughs> Dear Lo Elo, uh, I think uh, you may misunderstand Katarina's ability. <laughs> <laughs> she is actually not a stealth champion. Here is my guide on how I play Katarina. Yeah, you can send all of those guides to Miley at, t- at loelo.com. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I need to know how to better stealth Katarina. Her secret, her secret ability is on T. Not many people know that. You, just, you have to stretch your finger over, you know. Oh, man. Well, let's, uh, let's head on into the second piece of our show. Let's talk a little bit about, I think we've got winners for the Mundo game, a new challenge coming up. But first, uh, we want to extend our thanks and let you know about Audible. 
if you haven't used Audible yet, they're the uh, foremost source for audiobooks online, both fiction and nonfiction. Uh, you can sign up for a free account and get your first book free at audiblepodcast.com slash lowelo. And uh, it's something we've been uh, talking about for months at this point. I know Dave and I have both gone through several books, but uh, even Eric, who's, you know, been on the show, uh, this is his second time, mm-hmm. has actually been using the service for quite a while, too. So oh, I'm kind of I interested. Audible. What What are you reading on Audible these days? Uh, well, uh, I I work in a laboratory uh, when I'm not teaching. I do a lot of research. And so it's a lot of as, time. As an actual, like, lab person, not as a subject, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm a chemist. I was you know. thinking Batman, but Don't, you know. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> you could have been uh, Batman of the Frozen North. <laughs> um, regardless, I spend a lot of time on my feet doing stuff that doesn't require my ears. Uh, so I listen to a lot of both podcasts and audiobooks, and I love, love, love Audible. I can't. The subscription saves you. So much oh money. Yes. <laughs> so much money. An audiobook without Audible will cost you up to like $30. Yeah. That's not a lie. Like 60, you know. Yeah. For sure. Really it depends ones. how long they are. An Audible, you're paying a tiny monthly subscription compared to that, and you're getting, you know, credits for full length audiobooks. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, lately, uh, I have been listening to. A couple books, depending on my mood. For fiction, I have been listening to The Thirteen and a Half Lives of Captain Blue Bear. That sounds it's awesome. It's that does sound awesome. It's a book by a, a, an author called Walter Morse, and uh, it's very fantastic. It's like if Shel Silverstein uh, wrote a adventure novel. <laughs> It's super fantastical. It it goes crazy places. Uh, the imagery is amazing. I I I love it. I love it. Um, and then when I'm feeling nonfiction, there's a book called "The Plant That Killed Mary Todd Lincoln," who of course is Abraham Lincoln's wife, and it's a book about all the plants that you didn't know will kill you and how they will kill you. Um, <laughs> I'm not really a biologist, and I really don't like botany, but I cannot express how interesting and cool this book is. <laughs> that so if you want to know really about cool. amazing deadly plants, and you'll yeah. never go outside again. <laughs> the, the, plant, the plant, yeah, you will never, you know, cities. You, you'll just move yeah. to a city. Everything is paved there. But, uh, the the plant that the plant that killed Mary Todd Lincoln. Excellent book. Yeah, you yeah. you thought that roads were to uh, you know help with transit and commerce and everything. <laughs> no, it's just it's just <laughs> it's a, a patch of ground mechanism. where there's no plants <laughs> to keep away the death plants. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's really cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a, a couple books which I've been really enjoying on Audible. The uh the the narrators are fantastic. Nice. So. I uh I just finished actually today I finished the uh Mistborn trilogy. And Oh, uh, cool. Oh, yeah. How'd you like it? I really really enjoyed it and it like told you there there were uh i i think i had said that in the first book i was able to predict pretty much everything that was going to happen and it finally took some twists that i was like okay well you got me you got me <laughs> like didn't see this coming good for awesome i really enjoyed that um the problem i have now is i don't know what i'm going to read next so 
I'll have to figure that one out here. And I have a suggestion for you. Okay, what's your suggestion? What should I? I just got. I just finished book three of. uh, It's called the Gentleman Bastard series. Oh yeah. The first one is called The Lies of Locke Lamora, and it's by Scott Lynch, and it's amazing. I love it, and I figured out the exact reason. Is it's like, it's episodic. Right. It's like each chapter is like this self-contained. It like gives you the backstory, just like an anime would, you know, it's oh, okay. two so it's guys. Like, about it's to like fight. reading a TV show. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's like reading a TV show or listening to a TV show in this case. So, yeah, uh, but it's really great. The characters are really cool. It's like set in this alternate like Renaissance Italy. And it's it's really cool. Oh, okay. Mm, but, well, I'll, I'll consider checking that out. Then. And he's a thief. He's a priest of the uh, th- a nameless thirteenth god, who is the god of thieves. Wow. Anyway, it's cool. All right. <laughs> cool. Yeah. If you guys uh, are interested, make sure you check it out. Uh, like uh, Eric said, the free book that you get for signing up through AudiblePodcast.com/slash/LowElo is actually an enormous value, and there's no obligation to stick with it, you know, afterwards. But I have a feeling that you will. I know a lot of our subscribers have uh, tried it out and then sent us emails like, this is awesome. Here's what I'm reading. And we do like hearing about that because uh, you guys have chosen to read a lot of the books that we're listening to. And uh, so that's inter- interesting. And I like hearing that uh, people are enjoying it. So check it out. Audiblepodcast.com slash Loilo. Now, I believe we had issued a challenge regarding mundo we we did and you know we had thalen who we talked about last time won i mean no one could beat his score he, he which was really in, good yeah 21 mm-hmm. kills in Jeez, nine yeah. nine minutes and 58 seconds that's incredible uh i tried it i tried his like because he he included a little guide uh, mm-hmm. you know about when to get the moby boots and his runes and masteries and all that stuff i tried it i could not get 21 i got up to 16 so it seems like you know. though like hitting 16 <laughs> how many times did you try it oh just once <laughs> yeah see like you you got 16 on the first try i feel like with refinement you probably could have gotten there so yeah i mean huge kudos to him that was a really impressive score We'll yeah. uh, reach out to you and uh, give you, you know, your choice of game code or some RP here. So uh, be checking your email, buddy. <clears throat> yeah. But thanks to everyone. We did have a lot of people participate. It was a good uh, uh, a good challenge. So we'll have to. I, I'm curious. Were they allowed to pick which robots they fought against? Yes. yes. There are. In fact, you don't even have to fight against five of them if you don't want. You could just go did, against one. But. Did he say which bots he was playing against? Which are the most killable? That's what I'm curious about. Uh, yeah, he went with squishies with the Graves, Misfortune, uh, make sure there's no Soraka. <laughs> <laughs> Steal your kill, uh, silence. Yeah, exactly. Huh, okay, yeah. Yeah, That's smart thinking. So, and yeah. you don't want Malphite or Leona. You well, want sure, the, sure. You want the squishy bots. All yeah. the eighty carries, pretty much. <laughs> a bunch of eighty carries running around. Yeah, good advice. Um, this week, I think what we're gonna do is uh, open up forum and do a uh, Q tips, where you write us a message via email, explaining how you're gonna play or play against a certain champion. But I'm I'm gonna axe half of that, and uh, we've we have a hate a hate 
for Riven here for the last few weeks. <laughs> so I'm just going to open up the floor for people to write in how they beat Riven. Beat Senseless is really what I'd you know, like to see. And because uh, Riven's been very popular lately. She's been very good for a long time. And, uh, well, let's face it, people enjoy playing her. So I think it's time we tip the scales and publish a few suggestions from the fans on how to beat Riven in lane. I'm waving my hand in the air. <laughs> oh. yeah, Yes, I, Dave? <laughs> <sighs> can I go first? Yes, you can go first. <laughs> yes! All right, so I know this is, you guys aren't going to hear this yet, but if, you, if you're looking for a way, and, and, and even if you want to participate in this, if you're looking for a way to destroy Riven, because I hate Riven, like, almost to the point where it's like Lee Sin level of hatred for me. Oh, yeah, she's bullcrap. But uh, try going AP Alistair top. And just whenever she tries to, you know, do her thing on you, you just headbutt her away. <laughs> and it actually works really well. <laughs> yeah, because she gets, just try. at best, what, halfway through her combo, and then you're just like, no, go yeah. away. And you can knock her up and then knock her back, and it's like, I don't even much care. <laughs> <laughs> it, but yeah. Yeah, no, I've I've been watching you do that, and it seems to work pretty well against her and a lot of other champions as well. It definitely has its openings. But uh, mm. but AP Alistair, man, he, he's been making a little bit of a comeback. It's a little bit of a renaissance for him, and uh, Top seems to be an interesting place to send him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, like, and I only have one rune and mastery page for him. I'll take him support. I'll take him top lane. It's the same. It's the same. <laughs> it's like matter. 20, 22 in offense. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, as much AP on your runes as you can get. That's all you need, brah. People seem really surprised when you, you know, knock them up into the air and headbutt them or do oh, it, yeah. you know, vice versa. And there goes like a third of their health. Oh, yeah. And like, as if you can get a, a, a sheen in like under 10 minutes. Oh. It's like game's over. You're you're yeah. gonna dominate. <laughs> so send your suggestions uh, or your tips, your Q tips on how to beat Riven to team at lowelo.com. We'll pick the best of them and read them on the air. Really look forward to doing that. <clears throat> so I think at this point it's uh, fair that we get into email. Oh yeah, we've got a an around the world update from Purple Oath. Sent us a picture from Kiama Blowhole. In Australia, yeah, it's a rock actually. He formation. sent a. I think he sent a video too, didn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I didn't get to watch the video, but I will. Okay. <laughs> it's a rock formation that sprays water ten meters into the air, which I don't know what that is in American, but it's it a, it's it's about like thirty one and a half feet. All right, thank you. Looks like a brand. <laughs> it looks like a brand pillar with water. That's what he said. But huh. so thanks for the uh, for the round the world update. I've never been to a blowhole. <laughs> so what what it is for for anyone who's, you know, just racking their brain for what this is. This isn't like a Yosemite geyser or anything. This is actually like next to the sea and it's an area where uh the rock formation is set up in such a way that incoming waves compress up against the rocks and then uh forcing water at a higher pressure through mm -hmm. a hole at the top of the rocks, resulting in a jet of water every time the waves hit the seawall. 
It's called the Bernoulli effect, I think. Basically, well, there you go. Pressure <laughs> as it relates to speed. Yeah, no, I thought that you know was what? Boyle's law. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Boyle's law has to do with gases and no. Oh. Yeah, you know what? I think uh, er- Eric, you're the now the official scientist of Loilo. Oh, I, well, I'm honored. I'm You've, honored. You too. have received yeah. a title. <laughs> Miley, Which is Dr. Miley Cyrus. Do- oh, yeah. I'm, I'll go hang out with Dr. Mundo. We'll, we'll be doctors together. <laughs> or or do as you please. <clears throat> what else have we All got? Right. We've got uh, some email. We've got a, a link from KFRO sent us a link that said, uh, cleared up the myth about bears running downhill. Seems like they can. The link looked reputable. So don't... Uh, don't try to run downhill from bears because they can still catch you. <laughs> yeah, don't. we had like a we had like a ten minute conversation about bears before the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's completely out of place. You people are dumb. Uh, hey Zeus from Canada uh, sent us a picture of a of an SUV. It's like a Toyota 4Runner or something, but it's covered in snow, which I hear about in books. Uh, <laughs> and the license plate says Timo. Oh yeah, so, yeah. It was just cool. some random guy. Like he didn't know the person. He just saw it in the parking lot and took a picture. And so we'll have that up. Uh, we'll share that with everyone. Uh, Silly Bananas sent us a suck less story. Okay. Right? Like instead of success story. Yeah. yeah it's a suck, suck less. less. Story. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah like he didn't quite stealing. get there, but, you know, he's, he feels good <laughs> about the progress, I'm guessing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, said, I've been listening to your podcast since the first episode. Never wow. had, Never got the chance to say thanks. Your advice has helped me overcome some of the biggest obstacles in league, anger, tunneling, misunderstanding, and general know-how. I've literally come from bronze five with zero points to hitting silver one, almost getting into gold, all thanks to the great advice Loilo has to offer and healing missiles. Thanks for the <laughs> podcast. I look forward to each and every episode. He put an H on the front. Huh. It has Z. Episode. Like episode. Hope to play with you guys in the future, of course. Well, Silly Bananas, hit us up in the chat, and uh, we can maybe get a game. Yep. Uh, we got a we got a question from Rocket Sword, who is an awesome name, wow. by the way. That, that's like <laughs> that's, that his, that's a champion that his... theme waiting to happen right there. <laughs> is that, is that like his Sword. given name? Like first name Rocket, last name Sword. <laughs> yes. Nice. I, I'm, some cool like, hear me out he- hear me out we're talking a melee champion who's ultimate they jump on their sword which then shoots a rocket out of the back and surf it into combat hmm okay See, it's like I, one of those I, I, map it's like one of those map long skill shots that uh <laughs> that also know, carries him that also carries him but can so be if you don't hit anybody you hit the if you don't hit anybody you hit the back wall and die to the fountain <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because the uh, it. But what I'm thinking is that it doesn't go through towers. It won't go through the nexus or any of the buildings, and it stops if it hits a champion. But it also can't go through trees, so it only can go where you can walk. Hmm. Interesting. So it, you could use it to very quickly move through, you know, lanes or through the or when river. You spawn. You shoot it down the side of the lane and backdoor exactly. their base. Yeah, yeah. that would be awesome. Huh? Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> anyway, Rocket Sword has a question for us. He's a new listener, just discovered Low Elo recently. Welcome, Rocket Sword. We love new people. Um, 
he says what he asks what game mechanics are most underused or unknown by players his his example is i had been playing for so, quite some time before i noticed that you could unlock the camera oh, oh wow <laughs> and i just oh, wow. recently had a game where i the game bugged out and i couldn't do nothing except have a locked camera and it was <laughs> yeah, horrible it was absolutely horrible i think i scored like 20 kills it was yeah, bad. But you, you didn't plan any of them. No, I didn't. Because <laughs> I couldn't. I, think, I was trying and, to look, and I was like, I don't know, but I'm going to gank this lane. <laughs> I, I think the biggest barrier is one is, yeah, one is the locked camera. And since the default, I assume, if you're a brand new player, the default is still to have the locked camera. Oh, I my God. Is assume. it really? Yeah, I know it's locked in the tutorial. In the oh. tutorial. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. So if you're, if you're brand new to League of Legends, you're going to have a locked camera unless you know how to turn it off um so there's that and then there's smart casting there's people that have been playing for as long as the game's been out (laughs) you know as long as eric here (laughs) yeah (laughs) they don't they either don't know or don't care to know about smart casting (laughs) and uh do at first do you want to explain what smart casting is uh, oh, actually, smart casting doesn't exist anymore. What are they calling it now? Um, uh, quick cast. Quick cast. Oh, okay, so okay. they renamed it yeah. quick cast because yeah, you so know to it, get rid of the feeling that if you're not using smart cast, that you're dumb. Right. <laughs> so let's take someone like Annie. Everyone knows Annie's Q is a fireball that is a targeted on an enemy, right? With without quick cast or smart cast, you have to hit the button Q, then mouse over the enemy that you want to hit with the fireball. And then left click and then watch the fireball go. Well, with smart casting, you have your mouse over the enemy and you hit Q and the fireball goes. Now, add that up over a game, that's saving you tons and tons of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, You're and it's just basically it's just removing more... movement for, and uh, actions from performing actions and movement. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's really good. It can really boost your play. There, there are some skills where, that, for example, early on, um, I refused to use it on Ezreal's ult because I liked to like line it up, you mm-hmm. know. And I always usually cast it from a bush, but then it got to the point where I was just I was just face casting it like a shotgun, and I didn't care anymore. <laughs> so I put it yeah. back on quick cast. So I mean, there 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 are very rare abilities where you might not not want quick cast, but for the vast majority in the game, you should be using it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, there's I. I think the only one that i change quick cast for these days is uh nunu i still take his blood boil and i put it on uh regular casting because even with quick cast i still have problems where i end up self-casting it when i mean to cast it on a person mm-hmm. um and mm. so I, I have issues with that one but everything else i've stopped changing it for you know and i use it on every single button so yeah I- I remember the first time I learned about quick cast or smart cast as it was called back then. And it was when I was picking up Kogma. Um, and I can't tell you his ultimate, his little artillery barrage thing is so much more useful when you don't have to pit two buttons. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing the difference it makes. Yeah. So what I'm actually going to put is uh, a mechanic that a lot of people don't realize is out there is uh and actually it came up today was uh the ma- the uh auto attack reset mechanic 
that okay. a lot of abilities come with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what what this is is that uh, certain abilities, not all of them, uh, you're going to get far more of them in uh, melee champions, I want to say, but certain abilities that involve an attack will reset the timer on your auto attack. So, mm -hmm. for example, so if just to throw some math first, you you attack at a rate that is set by your attack speed. Yes, right? and it so is every x number of seconds or milliseconds you're going to attack. Yeah, so and it is fi and it is fixed, but uh, it is you know changed then by abilities or by uh, items that you purchase. So you would so let's just say that you have an attack speed where you would attack once every two seconds. You would attack, wait two seconds, you would attack, you would wait two seconds. If you have a melee, uh, or if you have an, a, an ability that comes with an attack reset, then as soon as you use that ability, it resets the timer on your auto attack. Not to zero, but to, like, oh, sorry, consider that zero is your first attack. So you would attack with your auto attack. You can then immediately hit your auto attack reset and you will immediately attack again and then yep. wait two seconds for your next attack. Mm -hmm. This is really important to, to know about if you have a champion that has an auto attack reset because you can essentially double your uh, auto attack damage dealt in a one second period or whatever the your attack speed period is. You can double your damage in that period whenever you use that spell. Right. And that probably the best example that most people will be familiar with is Nasus's Q. Yes. Soul Siphon. Yeah. You know. Other notable That's examples, uh, Sejuani's Kha'Zix. W. Sejuani's yep. W. Yep. Those both have uh, auto attack resets. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> really important. Uh, Poppy, her Q, comes with an auto attack reset. And uh, it's just... You got to know about this, and it will vastly improve your play. Yep, yeah. Eric. So that's good. You have any yeah. any hints, Boy, any see, piece of wisdom? See, I'm I'm really racking my head. Um, As the scientist, I yeah. Mean. Well, <laughs> see, it's weird because the first thing that came to mind is I was like, oh, I know what it is. It's it's totally gangplanks deny mechanic. Um, and then that, <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. That hasn't existed for oh, like. Oh man, that's old school right there. <laughs> well, yeah, but when it came out, it was a huge revelation because I used to play uh, Defense of the Ancients, the Warcraft Three mod, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, I can deny now! Hell yeah!" Uh, and that hasn't existed for like what for two like years? a year and a half, two yeah. years. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's more than two years. Um, wow. Yeah. So, uh, um, boy, I don't know. Well, there's, um, like, Lichbane and Sheen have their, uh, like, proc pool, which took me forever to understand. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Um, so the way, so Lichbane and Sheen have, like, a reservoir of procs, and this took me forever to figure out, and once I did, I made such better use So explain. Explain. Oh. <laughs> so what did you figure well, out? Okay. Eric? No. Uh, wait. <laughs> Shit. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to delete this, Jeff, because I think 4.0 removed the reservoir system. 
It may have. I think it may have just gone to a straight up cooldown on a. Thing. I think it went to a cooldown. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right. Now that I think back about. It. Okay. Well. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm booing. Uh, I have no obscure <laughs> mechanics. <laughs> See, th- that's the problem with having played for so long. Oh, here, here's here's one. Yeah. Um, you can use Alt to attack move. Alt plus right click to attack move, which is really helpful if you're like chasing. How about how about or... this one? This is a real easy one. Hold Shift to not auto attack. Because a lot of people still have auto attack on, and oh yeah, no, that's a great that work. One. I, I yeah. just spam S if I don't want to attack. But I didn't know that well, one. Huh? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty right. sure that that works. You just hold shift. Here, I'm gonna fire at my client real quick. <laughs> well, I mean, I have, I now have auto attack off, right? Well, and yeah, have for a long time. So the uh, as you should, well, most ra- most people should. Compi raises the question. Actually, I, I'm not gonna lie. I turn it on on Warwick. I turn it on on Sona. I turn I, it on on Warwick. I, I've never turned it on or off. So whatever's default is what I what oh, I use. Yeah, auto attack on then. So <laughs> use spam s, um, classic normal blind. Oh wait, no custom. <clears throat> Anyone have a time mark on this? Uh, Eric, do you have a time mark? Uh, an hour and a half. Hour call. Uh, in my recording, it is hour and twenty-three minutes. Is when this started. Okay. Let's put it in Skype. Okay, at one minute and twenty three seconds, I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's uh, it is default S. So, and you say you spam it or you just hold it down, copy. I spam it. Maybe that's not correct, but yeah, that's I don't think that's what I do. I don't think that's correct. Let me let me just move somewhere. I think us old school guys still like can a click to attack move, you know, <laughs> like that's not foreign to us. Well, yeah, and actually that's default. The default is a to yeah. attack move. What was the one that you were saying before? It was uh, alt. But you don't. But you don't need to attack move. Um, yeah, you can alt and then right click. So like you're you're right clicking to move, and then you can just hold alt and it's an attack move. Yeah. Really. And that's that can be useful. It's a lot more useful in like Dota. Okay, yeah, it's S and you just hold it. Yeah, you don't have to spam it, you just hold it. So that'd be a good one here. I'm gonna exit this game so we can move on. <laughs> if you wanted to contribute anything. Yeah. Uh well, yeah, that's good. Okay. I, I also uh you, when you're on blue side, 
you can pull golems up to red camp and fight them both at the same time. <laughs> I've never done that. Oh. <laughs> so, that's... I, I thought of that. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I don't think you'd want to do it early game as a jungler, but later game it saves you time. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, up to you. We'll go ahead and uh, let's say... <clears throat> um, okay. Hmm. Mechanics. Well, I, I think an important one, especially for someone um, maybe learning support or something, doesn't want to accidentally last hit or mess up their uh, ADC's rotation, is uh, by default S, which is just uh, don't auto attack. Um, it's actually and don't move. You'll just don't, stand there. Oh, okay. There. Yeah, sure. You, you just hang out. Um, and frankly, I think it's worth disabling auto attack just in the menu. Um, but some people or some heroes, it's kind of just better to have auto attack on. And in that instance, when you don't want to auto attack, there's, there's your solution. Yeah. It's actually uh, funny, Dave, you, what do you play with? Cause I play auto attack off, but I turn it on for one champion only. And that's Warwick. Oh, I, I have it on. I have it on and I never found a situation where I wished I didn't have it. Oh. Like, <laughs> Honestly, I mean, it, like you right-click who you want to kill, and then <laughs> and then they die, and, and then they die. I mean, it's easy. Just, and then the next just explodes, and you win the game. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you, thank you, John Madden. <laughs> no, those are all good suggestions. Then, um, yeah. Any other email? Uh, we got one that I really wanted to read. It's from Wilson. He says, "Jeff rocks." And oh. Dave is the most underrated member of the show. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> the most underrated? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I'm like the runner-up at the Oscars. What you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> so what... I, is, is there is there a rating system? I mean, can, is, is can there... We, can we not... We don't need to add science to this, Eric. <laughs> is, is there some sort we of... Just... Is there a grand rank... Well, I need to know if there's like some sort of grand ranking of all the low ELO hosts. Can't we just let us be nebulous and subjective? <laughs> uh, Do we have to... Yeah, if we want to be a humanities major. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm human. You're human. Humanities. Uh... <laughs> see, see now, now I just need to see... Even if I'm in last place, that's fine. I just want to know where I'm at in this ranking of all the low elo hosts. I, I just need to know. There's, hmm. there's no right or wrong answer. You, you can email there. me. Miley.com. <laughs> I think this is uh, the time where we would... Uh, oh, one, thank you. <laughs> thank you for saying I rock. Um, <clears throat> and... Uh, but normally we'd, we'd read off the iTunes reviews at this point, or I would read off the iTunes reviews with the setup we've got. But I actually don't have iTunes installed on this computer. Dave, do you Uh-oh. have access to iTunes? Dude, well, I did just upgrade to 8.1, so I might not. <laughs> hey, Eric, you got iTunes? I, I, oh, I do, I've got iTunes. <laughs> oh, man. Eric to the rescue. See yeah. that? Science saves. <laughs> That's, Yeah. Okay, Just like that's, pink words. that's that's science. <laughs> iTunes, you know, uses a computer. <laughs> Could you uh yeah, look us I'm up on iTunes? Up 
most recent. Okay, uh, January 9th, January eighth. So, Compy, did there... you read? Uh, did you read reviews with Freak? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> so so there's going to be a crap ton of So how far back are we going? Um, uh, December. Weren't we at like 800? Yeah, we were at like that 800. Was... Um, oh my look, god! Look at December. We recorded before. When did we last record together? Oh man, I don't know, man. I'm a humanities major. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see here. Because uh, you have 822 ratings, so yeah. So we might we might legitimately have 22 new reviews. Uh, go back and look at the first one for um, December not 30th. But December 23rd. Okay, December 23rd. Uh, this is a great League of Legends podcast to listen to if you're a casual player or if you play the game competitively. Okay, now that's that we've read. Uh, go through the names going up. Um, Angel Leniguez says Happy Amumu. Happy uh, Amumu. Before I listened to this podcast, I was terrible at this game, and I would rage a lot. But now that I've been listening for almost a year, I have learned one great thing to stay classy. I have learned one great thing to stay classy, Summoners. Okay. Uh, what's no, the next one? He doesn't one tell us that? what that is. <laughs> uh, I, I think the thing is to stay classy, Summoners, yeah. unless they're using the uh, wrong form of two. It's Dark uh, Kitsune. I've got it up now. Oh, oh you okay. do? Okay. Yeah. Dark Kitsune? Yeah. Well, we could start there, do you think? Do you recognize uh, Dave? I can't one, even view two, them right three, now. 2 3 4 5 6 7 7 new reviews then. Okay. I think that's probably all right. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, uh start with that one and you don't have to read uh each of the reviews and only read 5 stars. I don't know if we got any mm, No, all five. 5 stars. Okay. So you don't have to read the whole review, but you know, usually like the title and then uh, whoever made uh, wrote the review, thank them, and then <clears throat> you know, inject a couple where you read the whole review. Your choice. You're talking to Dave or me? Either of you. Oh, I'll do uh, it. Okay, <clears throat> so it is working for you, Dave. Yeah. Okay, then Dave will do it. All right, so we got, uh, you know, we recently hit 800 reviews. We want to thank you guys for that. These five stars reviews really help us. We got some new ones uh, in the past week. First one up is Dark Kitsune. Gives us five stars. He says, my humble opinion is the best League of Legends podcast I've ever come across. These guys help me get through my long days at school. I'll just throw on a podcast and bam! Hour of my day just vanishes, vanishes and I get tons of helpful advice. Hey, man. Hex. Well, yeah, but as a teacher, I can say, don't listen to podcasts in class. Yeah, well, yeah, you should listen to podcasts in class. But maybe no. if you're doing, like, a self-paced lab or something. Maybe okay, in, yeah. Your, yeah, in okay. your humanities classes. You well, can, uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you really need to read Huckleberry Finn again? Come on. Uh, it's, over the, uh, it's Over There 89. It says says the title of his review is, Levi from Lowell. So okay. is that Lowell, Massachusetts? Or Lowell, I don't know where Lowell is. But uh, thanks for the five stars. Cran, 
Cran LSN Cranison says amazing podcast. Keep up the great work. Uh, AJ of Arner, uh, Ultra Bob one two three four says amazing podcast. Thank of thank you all of you. Nice in all caps. <laughs> Brutal Enigma says thank you so much, guys. Great advice. Uh, by the way, the Hey Man really works. I have Jungle Kha'Zix my way to Platinum 2. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hell Knight 2020 says, Great pad- podcast. Made me a better player. I'm going through all the old ones. Well, awesome. Yep. Uh, and last Say hello to least, us from the past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say hello to... Uh, uh, last but not least, we have Rando Lol, who says, uh, I listen from The Office. If you play Lol, you have to listen to this. I wholeheartedly recommend this podcast to anyone interested in League of Legends. It's a great, it's a great show. So thanks for the uh, reviews, guys. They really help us out. And um, yeah, over yeah. 800. Keep uh, keep dropping those. Our next target, 900. Yeah. And then, oh my God, 1,000. When we go to four digits. Yeah. It's I like think... a whole nother decimal point. Mm-hmm. Except not, because Except not there's a decimal point. still only one decimal point. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a new digit. Don't, don't don't get him started. We already had like a decimal point conversation on Threshold, the, the Hex podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> About version numbers and things like that. Of which, by the way, I think League of Legends is one of those violators for the version number thing. It Yeah, it totally is. Yeah, where they their versions are like, yeah. You, sh- you shouldn't current- have more than one decimal. Oh, I love this. This is ridiculous. So the current version of League of Legends is 3.15.14 underscore 01 underscore 8 underscore 11 underscore 31. It's just nonsense. It's nonsense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, Thank you very much, like Dave said, for the iTunes reviews. We love reading them. If you'd like to send us email, I recommend you do that too. Send us your around the world updates. We love pictures. We love fan art and uh, send us your questions or just your awesome stories about League of Legends or, you know, what you'd like to do when you listen to Logan Low. A Timo license plate you saw. Yeah. A t- that's, <laughs> it's cool. The, uh, the fact that this guy from Australia sent us like a video of like from, from his iPhone of the blowhole in action. I was like, okay, that's, that's kind of cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I just got a kick out of it. Um, send us that stuff. We read all of it, even if we can't put all of it here onto, uh, onto the show, but, uh, send it to team at lowelo.com. Now, if you'd like to get a hold of us individually or just follow along and find out, you know, what we're eating for breakfast or maybe what we're streaming at the time, you can follow us on Twitter. You can find me as Eat Gamer. You can find Dave as Low Elo Dave, and Eric Belsas is, well, Belsas B A L S A A S. You got it wrong. No, it's oh. B E L. Oh, you spelled Belsas, <laughs> <laughs> which is is not something to Google, kids. <laughs> okay, B E L S A A S. That's me. I'm glad we could correct that before it became an incident. <clears throat> so follow us on Twitter. 
and uh, you'll see that we're each up to a whole bunch of different stuff, actually. So uh, you can also catch us on the website. It's www.loelo.com. Make sure you leave a comment there, but uh, other than that, it's a great place to interact with the community, join our forums, maybe check out the show notes if there's something that you wanted to learn a little bit more about in there, like the music, and uh, generally interact with the community. Another great way to get a hold of the community, though, is to be inside of our chat in-game. You can do that by clicking on the little chat icon in the bottom right, typing in L-O-W-E-L-O, and joining the chat room and conversing with people in there. You know that every single one of them is a low elo listener, and you can go ahead and start up some games, have a little bit of fun, knowing that everybody is on the same page. It's also the place you'll want to be if you want to make it onto our stream, which you can watch on the website or at twitch.tv slash community. Last but not least, I want to send you guys to our Facebook. It's low, it's facebook.com slash community. Great place. We'll post updates for each one of our shows there so that you can be in the know and uh, informed when the next show comes out. Thank you for listening, everybody. This has been episode 99 of Low Elo. We hope you've enjoyed the ride so far. We've got a special episode 100 coming up next. Until then, I'm Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. eGamer. With me, as always, has been Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Compy386. Yeah, you know it. Bag, bag, nab it. <laughs> Channel that that cartoon <laughs> Texan. <laughs> and Eric Belsas, the official scientist of League of Legends or of Low Elo. Helium has the lowest boiling point of any element in the universe, except hydrogen. That's not true. <laughs> Hydrogen's number one. No, I saw it on a chart. <laughs> Helium's number two. Come on now. <laughs> the, the man has a point. We will see here. We will hear Eric's rebuttal in the next episode of Low Elo. Until then, don't forget, stay classy.
Hydrogen is number one, man. Everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah.